Grace is Us, stories of what God has done in and through the lives of Grace faculty, alumni, staff, spouses, and others. We're glad you've joined us. Here's our host, John Rubelit, class of 84. Oh, this is fun. Ward and Bonnie Childerson, I'm so glad to have you two on uh, our podcast. Well, your story is a story of grace. So happy to be able to share it with others. When you, you folks began at Grace Bible Institute uh, in its early years. We came to Grace in 51, graduated from high school, came that, that summer. And um, my sister, who was two years older than me, but only a year ahead of me in school, had been at Grace. And I think uh, that was a lot of the reason why I chose to go there, too, because I was impressed with with the school through her <clears throat> so you so you had where were you where were you, is your family from Ward? uh at that point we were living in shadron nebraska i was born in the sand hills of nebraska on a ranch and when i was 12 years old my dad uh, left the ranch and went into the work of the american sunday school union as one of their missionaries he was assigned the Northwest Nebraska field, which uh, was up in the corner of the state, and we moved to Shadron. So I graduated from high school in Shadron, Nebraska, and then uh, went to Omaha to Grace uh, in 51. Oh, okay. So, so did, he have a, did he have several churches that he served he up had, there? Uh, he had Sunday schools, the American Sunday School Union, um, organized Sunday schools in rural America, and uh, they had missionaries scattered all over the country and uh, assigned certain fields. And we had, as uh, a family, had attended a little Sunday school in our schoolhouse in the Sand Hills uh, for many years, and Dad was the Sunday school superintendent and taught the adult class, and and. Uh, God worked in his heart in such a way that he felt called into the ministry and was greatly used by the Lord uh, on that Northwest Nebraska field. Yeah. I think he had uh, at one time uh, close to 50 Sunday schools scattered around. A lot of it was in uh, rural Sand Hills area, ranches, big ranches. No and, roads to speak. And, uh, <laughs> very little in the way of roads, uh, just really trails. And he was, he, with his experience having grown up in the Sand Hills, uh, he was able to find his way around the, to the different ranches and, and keep from getting stuck in the sand and so on and so forth. <laughs> and, uh, or snow or what, which is yeah, snow or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, he, would have daily vacation Bible schools in all those schoolhouses uh, in the summertime and had young people from the field who he would train and, and they would teach the Bible schools. And then had a uh, camp for young people up near Shadron State Park. Hmm. And um, a lot of the kids accepted Christ and was called into, into the ministry through that, uh, I think, during his years as a minister, uh, as a missionary there, uh, 70, 75 young people left that field and went into Christian service. 
Oh my goodness. Pastors and teachers and so on and so forth. So God blessed him a great deal. And I, I am very proud of uh, what my dad was able to do in the Lord's work. So there, um, so your sister was at Grace. So what was the influence that, or was it somebody, somebody your dad knew that had been part of Grace? Or how was the connection? Yeah, dad was. Chadron's a long way from Omaha. That's a haul. <laughs> a little over 500 miles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know just exactly how we got acquainted with Grace. Um, it was through his missionary work, though, somehow. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> Leora had gone to school there, enjoyed it. And uh, I followed her up a year later and made my imprint on Grace. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, Bonnie, you're. Where did you grow up and what was your I grew up in North Platte, Nebraska, you know, which is just north of where he grew up to begin with. And yeah, south there, yeah. The Sand Hills, yeah. And I attended the uh, Brian Church from the time I was three years old until I graduated from high school. And of course, Dr. Olson, our pastor, he was very adamant that all of the youth go to Bible school. And I... I guess I was kind of stubborn. I don't know if I was a rebel or what. And I just didn't want to go just because I don't know why I was just silly. And um, so just about three weeks before um, it was time to, for Grace to start, um, Mrs. Clark, I don't know, you may know Mrs. Hugh Clark, Leela Clark, some of the people, well, Eugene Clark, uh, his mother came to me and my mother and said, um, I've made arrangements for you to go to Grace. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've got your roommate. And uh, so, and I had just had an epidectomy three weeks before this. And I thought, Oh, the Lord's closing doors. I won't have to go to Grace. <laughs> then when she came along. Answer, answer to prayer is what you thought. Oh, I guess God wants open doors. I better go to Grace. <laughs> and I didn't regret it at all. I mean, it was, I had such good experiences for the most part. On, uh, prior, to, prior to this, we had, as children, had attended mm -hmm. Maranatha Bible Camp together. Um, I accepted Christ there when I was 11 years old at Maranatha. And um, so I was con I had a connection with the Berean Church there in North Platte, but I, I don't re remember. I remember him very distinctly. He chased me with a snake, and I... Ah. And whore snakes. And so that's why I remember him <laughs> and the boy that he was with. Uh, it just imprinted in my mind, along with a snake. And of course, I attended Maranatha from the time I was about five years old till uh, I graduated from high school because my parents uh, worked there too. My dad had another job, but he hauled the groceries out and, and was treasurer of the camp for many years and my mother was head of the uh, kitchen and wow. she planned all the meals and helped arrange for people to come in and help her cook 
<laughs> and she did this all these years. So I had the privilege of attending uh, camp. I wasn't always in all the meetings, but I was there. But some of the meetings I did go to were wonderful. And uh, I met so many people over the years and lots of friends. And so, of course, I enjoyed that. <clears throat> well, you guys have deep Nebraska roots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Strong, evangelical. Go big red. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you show up at Grace summer of 1951. Mm -hmm. And um, you're at that point were you were in the dorm, Bonnie? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I lived on 3rd South and for two years and one year right over the entrance of Old Main where all the windows were across. That was my second year where I lived. The other two years I was back in 320 uh, on South 3rd. And, uh, uh, my, my freshman... My freshman year, I lived in uh, 804, the old red mansion oh. up on the hill, oh, yeah. up on up on third floor, and um, <laughs> my roommate was Homer Friesen from down in Kansas, strong Mennonite, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, I I knew very little about the Mennonites, but uh, uh, freshman year in 804, and then the the next two years in 841. And uh, my freshman year, I had the privilege of singing with the chorale. And um, I sang in the chorale all three years of grace and really, really appreciated the uh, training and the touring and uh, the, all of the contacts you made through the music. And then my second year, I also sang in a uh, male quartet, and uh, we traveled for the college uh, every, well, three, three weekends a, a month. Well, they, they let us stay in for one, one Sunday, but uh, we were on the road uh, almost uh, every three, third Sunday of, or three Sundays of the month, and also sang in the... Uh, radio ensemble we had the ensemble was made up of uh, two male quartets and a women's quartet and uh, davies jim davies headed that thing up and we we did a radio program on koil there in in omaha and uh, that was really the introduction to radio for me uh was was singing in that group and and uh i uh Music played a tremendous part in, in uh, my experience at Grace. Um, enjoyed so much the chorale tours and uh, the training of, of uh, Mr. Davies in music. It was a joy to sing. See, he had been, he had formed originally the uh, Moody Chorale. He was uh, wow. teaching at Moody and came to Grace from Moody and uh, formed the chorale there in Omaha at Grace. And uh, we toured every year. Uh, I think in the three years that I sang in the chorale, we were in uh, 
we had concerts in 22 different states. Wow. So um, it was it was a joy. And then to uh, the um, radio ensemble was uh, a small group and we really formed a, a close relationship there. And we we would go out and and uh, do concerts just as a as a radio ensemble. And um, so it was it was a good experience. You were, you were busy. <laughs> Once in a while, I actually studied. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Bonnie, what kept you busy at Grace? Um, I would say it, I was not a star student, so I had to study. But I always found something to do during study hour. <laughs> Back then, we had set times when we had study hours and then lights out not at 10 o'clock or whatever, you know, we had to follow these. And I had, a, I was a night owl and I really didn't, wasn't ready to study <laughs> at when it was study time. So I usually, uh, I ended up doing something else, like putting my hair up in pin curls, the way we used to <laughs> fix our hair so we could have curly hair if we didn't have curly hair. Like, I have very straight hair. And I miss two beauty salon appointments now with this <laughs> uh, stuff that's going on. But anyway, I had wonderful friends, uh, some real close girlfriends, my like, best roommates ever. I had uh, the first year, like I say, was uh, Betty Gertz. We called her Bets. And then she married Dennis Friesen. Hmm. Um, Who sang first tenor in my quartet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Connection there, how we got together. We double dated. And um, then I had um, Jen Friesen, who was Jan Hunter at the time. She was a great friend. And, and she married the second tenor. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I managed... Those music, those music people were <laughs> quite the catch, weren't they? <laughs> I managed to study in a place. I imagine others did too, but I never heard about it. Back in those days, they had army cot type of beds that were real high uh, and you could put a bedspread on and it would come to the floor on either side. So I had my little lamp after lights out, I crawled under the bed, and had my little place of study there and that's where I did my studying. I had, usually I, was in my room during study hour, but not always. Um, sometimes I got caught, but most of the time I didn't. <laughs> I remember one time, I don't know, is, she, is this confession time or something? That's up to you. One time I was down in Third North, where Eleanor Epp and uh, my friend Jan Hunter lived that year and uh, we got busy talking and went through study hour and all of a sudden it was lights out and I was I lived in third south and this was I was down in third north and um, 
Eleanor, it was dark and she decided she's gonna wash her hair then. So she got this little jar. What shampoo used to come in um, little jars that was, was called Vita Fluff and it was like the same jar, size jar as Noxema. And she, before she realized it, she put Noxema on her wet head. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and we got the giggles. And before long, we heard this little knock on the door. Here was Miss Stanford. <laughs> and I had dove underneath my precious bed. And that wasn't my bed, but all the beds were like that, just about. I got in my hiding place, so I did not get caught. Poor Eleanor got caught <laughs> doing things after lights out. Uh, so there were several times like that. that just We just had such good time. We didn't always obey the rules like we were supposed to. And there were a lot of rules. There were, and we got demerits. And... I, I didn't have very many merits. I usually got by. I guess I was sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> but this is turning into confession time. <laughs> but it is it is fascinating that there's so many things consistent about Grace. To you know, they're uh, just the good people and friendships you develop. Oh That's true. I treasure yeah. them. We still have some on Facebook that we correspond with and. Some of them will not do Facebook, so they're on um, uh, email. I correspond with some of them that way, and we keep in touch, and then we visit some of them. So it's great, but some, we're finding more and more of our friends are with Jesus now, and um, we miss them. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, we still have very good memories. <laughs> yeah. Oh. We have those, and, and it's, you know, Grace, we all say, well, Grace was a different place when I was there, right? Like, so you can say that for sure, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and for me as well. But it was uh, so many things were consistent about Grace, and that's definitely one of them. Oh, yes. The professors cared about you. It was a community. Really that's was right. A community. Much more, I'm sure, when you were there than me as it was. Uh, changing and some of the houses were done and that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. professors that lived close by that was such a treat to get to go to their homes so yeah yeah mm -hmm. so you so somehow Bonnie um, you managed to graduate you <laughs> I did and um, on time I was beginning to wonder if I was going to I thought maybe God was back when my second year I got bronchial pneumonia, mm. and I was in the infirmary for three weeks, and coughing and coughing and so forth, so I could not get out of bed. I was so weak, but I finally got released, went up to my room. I was going to pack up to go home, but I thought, well, I'm going to chapel first. So I went down to chapel, and as I walked in, the everybody was singing, uh, never give up to the master, <laughs> or he bid he not he bid you not depart. Hmm. And I thought, oh wow, that's me. I'm not <laughs> supposed to leave. I'm supposed to stay here. He really spoke to me through that. So I had a I didn't quite 
get all my subjects that year. I had to take summer school and I got two classes with uh, Wilbur Regeer. He was the, my favorite teacher and I really got to know him when I was the only student in the summer class. <laughs> and um, I learned a lot. I appreciated him and his wife. She was a jewel too. And uh, we got to knew, know quite a few of the profs, but I, he was my very favorite. Mm -hmm. I was in the Christian Ed course and I loved Dr. Rigger too. She knew how to teach and I used that experience in those, those classes I used throughout my life teaching kids and uh, loved every minute of it. Wow. So I so really your, appreciate that. Yeah. So words, you're, um, you weren't quite as challenged to study. You were just busy, but you somehow <laughs> managed to graduate as well. And oh, and I love doing the, uh, we had, what do we call those? Personal evangelism or not personal evangelism. What were those called? Pers personal Christian, service? Christian, well, we had to go out on do Christian service. service, Christian service. That's right. Didn't think of the word. And uh, I, I think the first year I had county hospital. Second year, I had. Um, I think we had uh, each semester was different because I had a lot of them. Second year, I had house visitation. And that was not one of my favorite because we got our door shut in our faces many times before we even got to talk to them and that is that just was was hard and um then we i my very favorite well i taught uh, junior church at a little presbyterian church up in north omaha with eleanor epp at that time and uh that was a good experience, but I believe my very favorite was teaching the kids at the projects at North Omaha. Mm. Love those little kids. Yeah. And uh, that's was one of my biggest joys was get to give the gospel to them. Yeah. Wow. And see wow. some of them receive Christ. My uh, my first assignment through Chris uh, through Christian Service was a street meeting at 24th and Lake, North North Omaha there, right? Really? I'd, I'd never been on a street meeting in my life. <laughs> that was quite an experience because that was back in the days of streetcars. Oh. And the street streetcars came right down 24th Street and uh, made a turn there on the lake. And you talk about noise, my goodness, awfulest <laughs> noise, but here we are, a batch of young people standing on the corner of this intersection, singing and giving testimonies and preaching. And that was a good experience. And uh, then we uh, we were in county hospital together, weren't we? Mm -hmm. uh, we'd go out on Sunday late afternoon to county hospital and and have a service on each floor. And um, then after that, head for church. But um, we started dating in our second year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our second year there. February. Uh, February. And then it 
led on to real romance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, so so you uh, you graduated, and then did you get married after you got graduated? Right after you graduated, or was it yeah. in July? We've been married. What is it? Be sixty-six years this. Be sixty-six years this uh, summer. We were married on July the eighteenth of uh, 1954 and um, back in my home church we, in North Platte. <laughs> we uh, didn't know what the Lord had in store for us at that point. We uh, finally ended up going back to Omaha and I knew I could get a job at uh, <laughs> Skinner, Skinner Macaroni. I'd worked for Skinner on the shipping floor all during college and uh, so I went to work there, and then, and then I uh, got a job at uh, KMTV as a floor manager, um, and that was my first experience in broadcasting, really, apart from being on the radio ensemble. And um, I worked at KMTV there for two years, and Dr. Uh, Olson. Uh, Dr. Olson got in touch with us and said- uh, Every time we go back to North Platte. Every time we this. go back to visit uh, her family, what, <laughs> Olson would corner me and say, well, when are you gonna take a church? When are you gonna, I've got, <laughs> I've got churches that need pastors. And uh, finally I said, well, I, I think maybe I should. And Lord, probably. So uh, we went and candidated at the Little Berean Church down in Curtis, Nebraska. And they called us, and we moved from Omaha to Curtis. Uh, the guys came in with their stock truck and loaders us up, loaders us up, and took us to Curtis. <laughs> pastored there for two years, and um, we felt like the Lord was calling us to the mission field and broadcasting. And so I had become really interested in broadcasting. Uh, uh, being in TV and then the radio experience at Grace. And uh, so uh, we applied to Far Eastern Broadcasting Company and they uh, accepted us as candidates and we went out in deputation work. And while we were on deputation work, Vani got sick and she was really sick. And it turned out she was pregnant with our third, third son. And uh, so we had to settle down in North Platte uh, and uh, because we, she couldn't be on the road. And I uh, went to work at KJLT on a part-time basis. And, you contacted the doctor. Uh, I, I, we, the doctor finally said concerning Vani, he said, there's, mm -hmm. there's no way she can go to a mission field. He said, uh, she'll die. In her condition, she was very anemic. Um, what do they call it? Uh, pernicious anemia. And um, so we realized that the Lord had shut that door. And uh, but he'd opened up another door for us there in North Platte. I was serving at the Berean Church as a minister of music and youth. Had the young people and had uh, had the choir did all of the music for that and uh, besides worked at KJLT as an announcer. And uh, 
all of a sudden the manager at, K at KJLT decided to leave and the owner of the station came to me and said, Ward, uh, would you take over the work? And uh, I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, I worked there at KJLT and also at the, at the church for seven years. And um, we built a home and I had four boys. Oh, we had three. Had, had three at that time. Three preschoolers. They weren't, well, they had been preschoolers, and, but they uh, were a little older than we, we were busy and enjoying what we were doing. And um, Grace called up and uh, said, we're thinking of starting a radio station. And we, uh, I had been keeping in touch with Grace by, uh, I had a busload of young people every year for the youth conference. And uh, I was I was on the uh, advisory committee for Grace and so on and so forth. And they said, uh, "Would you would you be able to come in and start this station?" I said, "No, I don't think that's what the Lord wants me to do." And because uh, I was enjoying what I was doing there in North Platte, and I was busy, and the Lord was blessing, and uh, we had just build a new home and just that was home they called up again and the third time they called i uh hung the phone up and i turned to bonnie and i said uh, what if the lord wants us in omaha and she said well he'd have to make it real clear <laughs> And I said, well, I've turned them down three times already. And uh, if they call again, maybe that's where the Lord wants us. <laughs> and she said, well, I'd agree to that. So she figured. As long as we didn't move back into Omaha. Yeah, she didn't want to move into Omaha. We had lived down in an Italian area. Uh, well, area. in the area of Grace. Yeah, and <laughs> the smells of the of garlic and all that <laughs> all the time. I, I just, I had a hard time with it and I just didn't want to move back there. And that was my idea of Omaha. Omaha didn't reach out very far then. Yeah. I think 72nd Street was the end. 72nd Street well, was pretty much the end. Well, if you went south, further south, then you were at the stockyard and that was a different Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. So more Sand Hills or North Platte, there's. So we moved to Millard, Nebraska. Well, I, we, we agreed that if they called again, why well, maybe that was, and sure enough, it wasn't very long and the phone rang again and uh, uh, Dr. Harder. Harder, Waldo Harder was on the phone and he said, uh, Ward, we're, meeting here uh, concerning starting this radio station every time we meet your name comes up <laughs> are you sure this and this isn't where the lord wants you <laughs> and i said well it may be <laughs> and he says well how soon can you come in and be interviewed for the job 
And I thought to myself, that's a waste of time. <laughs> They've already made up their mind. <laughs> but we made the trip in and uh, I, I was interviewed and, and hired. So we went back home, sold the house and, yeah. and uh, we moved to Omaha, built a home out in Millard. And the, the kids uh, went to school out there rather than in Omaha district. It was a, and I had about a 20 minute drive to work. And uh, we began to put plans together for KGBI and, and uh, went on the air then in uh, 1966 uh, with, um, I think it was uh, 37,000 watts of power to begin with and uh, had a tower right in front of the old main building. Yeah. Got it on the air. And uh, it was, it was an interesting thing to see God work. Um, I had no idea how the people of Omaha would respond. Um, 70% of the population of Omaha are Roman Catholic. At that time, we don't know. At what that time. And uh, I, I wanted to have a, a station that broadcast the gospel without, a, uh, without uh, offending, offending uh, the, uh, the Catholic people. And uh, I, did, I was careful to make sure that programs that we aired weren't, weren't uh, attacking the other people, you know, and things like that. And God bless that. And uh, I was at a, I was a guest at a uh, meeting one day downtown, uh, the batch of the leaders. And, and uh, I spoke and then afterwards, here came a, a Catholic priest up to me and he said I'm father so-and-so at uh, St. Cecilia's Cathedral well that was the uh, big Catholic Cathedral up on the highest point in Omaha and uh, he said I just want to tell you that I think that KGBI is one of the best things that ever had happened in Omaha and I looked at him and I said you mean you listen? He said, I listen all the time. And you can't imagine how much good sermon material I get from your station. <laughs> you know, that was just a confirmation yeah. that uh, God was using that station. And it turned out that, that uh, we, we developed over the years one of the strongest stations in, in Omaha. I had the manager of KFAB come to me and say, Ward, you'll never realize the impact that your station has had in this city. And um, God bless that station in such a tremendous way. I had the privilege of working there at Grace, first with uh, Dr. Harder, and uh, then with uh, Dr. Benton as president. and uh, then we purchased KROA out in Grand Island from Herb Rosehart. And uh, so we had the two stations uh, we were running. Uh, 
and uh, it made it made a tremendous impact in uh, western Iowa and eastern Nebraska. And God used those stations just in tremendous ways, and it was such a privilege to um, be a part of it. And I was there for twenty years, and uh, then the Lord led us back here to Maryland, and I uh, took over the management of uh, WCRH, a Christian station that was about ten years old when I came, and uh, I had the privilege of managing this station for 19 years and retire when i turned 71 i said you know it's time for me to let somebody else have the joy of getting up early in the morning and going to work. <laughs> and they started using computers and yeah. electronics that you didn't care for so. oh yeah <laughs> i know you know um yeah kgbi had amazing impact on nebraska you know, I, I grew up in Nebraska and yeah. back, um, can remember the challenge of finding a Christian radio station. Like, I think there was one in Columbus. Yeah. I do remember KGJLT because uh, we spent time in North Platte. My uh, mom was up from, up by Mullen. And yeah. Little, yeah. You know, Sand Hills. And, yeah. and mm -hmm. you just, and when, and uh, we lived a lot of my growing up near Central City. So yeah. when... Donovan, the station at Donovan, mm -hmm. yeah. KROA became, you know, then we had good radio signal. Other than that, we, it was very inconsistent and my parents really wanted to capture, listen to Christian radio. <laughs> so it, it, it impacted a lot of people, like you say. And so yeah. that, that's quite a story to, to build a radio station and to be part of that story is just such a legacy uh, that you folks have. And, um, it's, it was such a part of the gray story and very active, you know, the broadcasting majors when I was there were, um, you know, there was always shenanigans going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that was Bonnie after hours doing that. I <laughs> <laughs> was bad. I don't know. So, Bonnie, you're, you're, you're raising boys and you're, uh, you know, tell us a little bit of your story, your side of this as you. Uh, folks went through this uh, process okay. back to Omaha. At one time, we had three preschoolers. So, and that was back at the time he was youth minister and choir director. So he was very busy. So I had a lot of the responsibility of the during the daytime of those little tigers, and uh, <laughs> I enjoyed them. But some days were frustrating, but uh, the, the Lord uh, blessed those kids. And after we moved to Omaha, just after we moved to Omaha, eight years later from the youngest one, we had another one, John, who also went to Grace. And uh, some of the, I was involved in teaching Sunday school most of those years and leading, uh, being the primary superintendent of the church in North Platte. And um, uh, music was not my forte. I enjoy it, to listen to it. 
and I sing a lot around here. And when I sing, Ward goes out behind the house to the woods, starts trimming trees and lopping branches and things like that. But it is true. Uh, I had, um, I have a disease that's called CRPS. I don't know if a lot of people haven't heard of it. It's a nerve disease uh, caused by a nerve injury. And on, I had surgery on my right hand. It was pretty extensive surgery. And they had to move nerves. And somehow it injured a nerve. So I contact, contract this uh, CRPS, complex regional pain syndrome. And for... That was three years ago, just about. And for the first, let's just say two years, I was in a lot of pain because I and I can't take pain medication because I get sick from it. So Tylenol did it, but then they uh, prescribed Lyrica. Between the Lord and Lyrica, <laughs> we get along just fine. And uh, but. When it starts to hurt, I sing and I just praise the Lord and I forget about my pain. It's amazing how music, I got music in my, even if he doesn't like to hear me, <laughs> uh, the Lord understood and I was blessed and I hope oh, oh, pray the Lord was blessed even with this croaky voice and, <laughs> but um He's been so good to us. Thank you so much for this conversation. Your, your work and your lives, um, you know, KGBI was such a big part of so many people, yeah. uh, race students' lives in Omaha yeah. and just impacted so many. And to hear the story of its beginning and, you know, you're just, you're just finding what, what it is God wants you to do next.